This is an Area Code podcast. We have to stay inside. Cable is way too high. It's cheap to look at ratchet books. There is no such thing as love anymore, the kind that is so strong that you can feel it in your bones. You know we used to feel that emotion when we looked into the face of our mother, father, sisters, brothers, family, and friends. There is no such thing as love anymore, at least not the deep satisfying kind that sits on your heart and influences every decision and action we take throughout the day. There is no reason to celebrate anymore. Just empty actions and empty reactions, calculating gestures and financial arrangements. There is no such thing as love anymore. This novel is dedicated to the era in which we live, the era in which love, loyalty, truth, honor, and respect died, where humility and appreciation are non-existent, where families are divided and God reviled, the era the Coldest Winter Ever by Sister Soldier. Whew! That's one hell of a dedication. Let's get into this book. All right, we are back. How was your new year, by the way, before we even get into this book? Like, how was uh, coming into 2021? Right. Well, first of all, let me say Happy New Year to you and to all in the land. Yeah, um, we got Nietzsche back this time. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We got Nietzsche back this time. Devin's coming next week. But um, yeah, we started we started New Year off with the regular crew. Wow. <laughs> I'm with the shits for 2021. Uh, New Year's was great. You know, I brought it in virtually at a virtual online party. It was good times. Um, I did. It wasn't a performance. I was just strictly there dressed up for the new year from the waist up you know yes. what I'm saying I had my little joint I had my little drink and the DJ played music all night and we was on a zoom of like 200 it's people perfect. damn 200 people from the from Chicago to Cali to it was just people from every fucking where dude I didn't like even was, know that many people could get on a zoom you can get up to a thousand on a zoom if you pay for the, their membership deal. I ain't paying for that one. I ain't paying for that one. My God. Right, right. So, but it was a good time. Brought in that. They started playing house music at midnight. They played my two songs by 1210. I was like, I'm going to bed, but they were still housing. I was like, ah! It be like that. Man. I was like, what the hell? Yes, but it was good times. What about you? Ah, we didn't. So I, you know, here in the apartment with the roommates, we didn't really do much of nothing. I will say this was the first New Year's I think I ever, I stayed up to 12, past 12, 
in like four or five years, I'm usually sleep not by eleven thirty. Girl, you know what? It's crazy. This is the first year that I was like at home alone. <laughs> like by myself. Yeah. Nobody was home with me. You know what I'm saying? Every and it's weird to think about it because everything I did was technically virtually. I partied virtually. I was at mm-hmm. home alone. You know what I'm saying? Like I was in my own environment, you know, and it was like thinking about it now into the new year. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Well, fingers crossed. I I feel like we're going to get back into life somewhat. Hey, listen, it wasn't that bad. I had a great ass time. I didn't have to drive. I spiked my own drink. Bitch. When you was ready to get, when you right. were ready to leave, you didn't have to wait on nobody to go. Right, right, right. right. I had, I had a delivery, a delivery DA, a delivery dick appointment. Like, yeah, you know it just, do what you gotta you do. Know, it just vibed. Everything was on speed dial, just right there. Dick, fun, drink, <laughs> you know, just everything. I don't yes. know. I'm starting to like this self, this self containment shit. I don't know. It's a I little... mean, I've never, I haven't complained really, so I'll be all right. But you know, I know everybody can't do it, so that's fine. But so it's 2021, so I decided that we was gonna read this hood classic. I've yes. heard about the coldest winter ever, honestly, for the longest time. But a, I never knew what it was about, and b, I just heard people go, "Oh, you gotta read it. That's it." Like, that would be their review. Like, you just got to read it. And so I figured, well, it's winter and it's cold. So (laughs) we might as well jump in. If it fits, it fits. Now, have have you read this book before? I did. I read this book. It had to have been at least 20, ooh, about 20 years ago. Like, in my 20s, I read this book. So Ooh. reading it now at a different perspective in life, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 totally uh good to read because this was quasi kind of my life. Like, you know, I didn't really? live in the projects. I didn't live in the projects, right. but I was a suburban girl dating a hood ass dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a okay. Black ass dude. You know what I'm saying? Like so you know, okay. I'm talking about that aspect. My daddy wasn't mm-hmm. no drug dealer. Look, my daddy wasn't no drug dealer. You talk about the, the midnight <laughs> aspect. Right, right, right. So it's 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 refreshing to read, to take me back there, to reminisce and all that good stuff. So I'm excited to, because I remember the book, but I don't remember the book. You know what I'm saying? So Right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have. Shit, I don't remember what I did yesterday, let alone what I read <laughs> 20 years ago. So Right. I get that. Okay, well, like I said, this is my first time jumping into Cold Swims Ever. This is my first Sister Soldier book, and I will say I'm already excited just in the juxtaposition of the books that we have read in the past for the book club <laughs> to finally have a book with full sentences. Yes, a lot of um, Full chapters. Very descriptive. Very, Very descriptive imaginative. The right ways, not yes. in in the ways where we're just wasting time describing something. Um, and it moves for I honestly, for whatever reason, I got this book and I was like, oh no, there's a lot of words, and you know, I don't read the fastest either. So I was like, I don't know how long this is gonna take me to read. This book moves really fast, like it's, yeah, it's flying. 
because it's easy to follow and there's small details that's given not over details that make you you know what i'm saying that right. make you you know it, it it allows you to imagine what it could be yes yes so i'm already into it so uh with this book it's being told from winter's perspective right correct yeah. So, yeah, it's being told by Winter's perspective, but we do get a little background on Winter. Um, she was, <laughs> as she as as they describe, I came busting out of my mama's big coochie on January 28th, 1977. Okay. Um, I actually love the way that this book is, like, yes, she's telling from her perspective, and yes, she's, like, still talking in, like, her lingo, in her Brooklyn lingo. But it's not done in a way that's like too much. Does that make sense? It's not their eyes are watching God where every other sentence is like the book. You know what I mean? It's like written in Negro. Like right. Right. It's very I I enjoyed the writing aspect of it too, because the way um, you know, it's it's I feel like you know how if especially if you're a person of color and you present something to it and so they want to make it commercial but they mm-hmm. still got to leave it you. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So yeah. she was like, no, I'm not taking that out. I, I'm, my mama big coochie did, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. She's like, no, that's yeah. what I said. I said what yeah. I said. What I said. I said what I said. So I already love that. Um, and from this first chapter, we already kind of get that um, this course is being told from winter. She's, I'm assuming the coldest winter ever. Um, and we have the background on her and her family. Her family is basically the drug, her dad's a drug kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming he's selling crack. I don't. Well, know. this is in the, this, this, if she's like 15, you know, whatever, when they start doing all this stuff, or I don't know, she was a 70s baby. So this has to be, you know, 80s, 90s era. So it could, cocaine, crack, he was of the Latino. Yeah, because it's, you know, how do you say his name? Is it Santiago? Um, because that's how I've been saying in my brain. I forgot his name. It's Santi, I think I I say Santiago, like Santiago. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like Santiago. I say Santiago. Yes, yes, it is okay. That makes more sense. But like, okay, so we do know that he's some sort of drug kingpin. She was born in the late seventies, like you said. And I'm assuming it's crack because she said her mama had her when she was 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's about to turn 18 at this point. So her mom was like 32. So it was, yeah, that's, that's crack. That's crack pandemic. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's right there. And I don't know anything about Brooklyn or New York during that time. But from what I understand, shit was not safe. It was bananas with all the drugs that were like coming in so but from her perspective they're basically i mean they are living high on the horse right they make a pause i want to know listen this high on the horse thing they're living lavish in the fucking project in the whole problem I had a whole problem. She was like, we got red carpet in the apartment. We got the finest. So this is, I just envisioned a scene from coming to America. Remember when? Yeah. <laughs> with the upgraded the apartment. Like, and he on had the outside is trash. And on the inside is bomb diggity. Like, that's, I know, that's a good, yes. 
Yes. But in my head, I was wondering, like, because they also had, like, two doors. Like, they had a regular door and then a reinforced door after the door, like a little hallway that they built yeah. into the apartment. I was wondering, like, did they buy multiple apartments and knock the walls down? Because it seems like they're living in a two-bedroom with five people. Right. I wouldn't doubt it. You know, in the project, it wouldn't be nothing. Remember how Nino Brown took over the Carter girl? Yeah. They had <laughs> they they <laughs> they had a whole operation. So I wouldn't doubt if that was the case. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, not just that. It it mm, this is Brooklyn in the project. Mm, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I ne- look, I never lived in a project, so I don't know, 100% know. I've never I've never lived in the projects. I've only lived in, like, suburbia. So. <laughs> I just, look, I just act this way. I just... Uh. I'm like Dave Chappelle. You all just assume I'm hood, because this is my book club, but it's not Already. Not. <laughs> Already. <laughs> but it seems like, so, they've kind of, this first, especially this first chapter, they're kind of just setting up winter. She is a fast-ass little girl. Like, let's just say that. Um, she bucking and, and, and doing all types of nasty. I, I mean, I wasn't doing that when I was a teenager, but also I was a very conservative child. Ah, well, pause. Uh, insert the black suburban kid. Uh, this is my era. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh-huh. At this time, as reading this book, I'm the same age as winter in this book so that's how it was you know you 15 16 you know who was popping it in 96 look Kim. oh yeah <laughs> that who, that you know what i'm saying so that's that that was the female image in that so i could see how it's and she in the projects usually in the projects you know girls are known for being a little speedier than the other girls so you know she yeah. was on that, on uh, you know, she was like hood boobs, Bougetto. All right, and I will say because I did, I I wanted to wait to go over like so in 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 my version of the book, there's like um character analysis at the end, and I didn't want to like go over those, but like after we read the whole book, because I think it'll be better to do it like that. But I did kind of like glance, and they were saying something um in terms of winter about how she grew up in the hood and and in the analysis it was basically saying like a five-year-old in the hood is a 12-year-old anywhere else and so they grow up quick and they move fast um mainly because of survival but like so that I was kind of like okay so when you just said that I was like okay yeah that makes sense because they always have to have their head on the swivel or whatever that is I mean they're in the hood at the end of the day they're living lavish still you know they're hood rich you mm-hmm. remember ASAP Rocky said, at least a nigga, nigga rich. <laughs> that's, yeah. exactly, that's exactly what they had going on. So, you know, although, like you said, she's five in the, it, there, but in real life, she's, she's fed up. Her dad is dealing drugs. You know, her mama right. is she, her at young age. You know, she's being raised by a kid herself. She's raised, and I don't even want to say that because it's from from what I'm getting. So yeah, her daddy is a drug king, whatever. And it seems like yes, she respects her daddy. Personally, I find it crazy that they call their father by his name. That I yeah, yeah. that to me, 
I, I also get that she's probably it. thinking it's probably a respect thing, but it's also kind of like a fear me, like before it is love. Like why would I just right, know. right? You know, and for them to have a, a such a strong relationship, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know that father daughter, ex- you know daddy's little girl exchange, and she's like Santiago, you know. Yeah, it's never dad, you know. She's never like daddy or dad or no, no. She calls him by his name. I found it disturbing that she like kept referring to him as sexy. Like that's your dad. Yes, that's your dad. You can say you know, handsome is fine. There's other words, but sexy was not the word. That's not how you describe uh, a male family member. Um, it's just not. You can say they're good looking. You can say you can say they're a handsome person, but like. I would never in billionaires call my brother sexy. Ugh, girl, nasty. And, and I look. I don't <laughs> give. Look, I don't give a damn if my daddy was somebody that was fine as fuck. He's never sexy to me. That's dad. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like exactly. Even though he may have the effect on women, you know what I'm saying. But I would never use that terminology. So that was probably like the only thing that was just like, ugh, that's a little. But in that same thing, she also she also refers to her mother, and her mother refers to it as well. But they refer to her mother as a bad bitch, not on a mother, not anything, but I'm a a bad bitch. And then basically giving out the bad bitch rules: don't fuck a man that has this, don't fuck a man that has that. So it seems like she's never really raised by parents. She's being raised by a bodyguard and a host in in the in the um in the bottom bitch. That's what it feels like she's being raised right. by. That could very well, I mean, be the case. They are in the project. Who apartment you think that is hers? Why? Because she got kids. Her nigga selling dope out her apartment. Right. Like that's and and she's just there for a good time. She don't know nothing about the business. I can tell she's you know she's just there for just for the glorification and for her family. You know what I'm saying? Like and take care of that. But on the aspect, she's down for dude, but it's. It's yeah. just, it's pure heart. There's no mental about her. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's all for show. It's just a nice leather bag. That's what the wife is. Yeah. We don't know her name either. It's just bad bitch mama. I, whatever <laughs> that they go through with that. So it's like, okay, I guess. I do find it interesting though already that um, Santiago, he's already kind of instilled into winter like keep your cards close to your hand and you know honestly my dad told me that stuff too so like just be smart but like be smart keep keep your you know your cards close to you and all this other stuff I feel like that's interesting that he's instilling all of that in her and then at the same time it feels like mama is doing the complete opposite well you know what that's the thing if more men would instill and have conversations and you know mentions to their daughters you know it would it would reflect now the unfortunately he's with the mom for vanity and he loves her like you know like right. their love I don't feel like I don't know it's 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 weird you know he's not going anywhere that's his family that's how he has it you know right. it seems like he would have a side chick some you know I feel like he does side. I feel like he has several he, you know he's so sexy why wouldn't even though he's a family man you know yeah but uh yeah the 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 dad is certainly instilling things because as a businessman, let alone a dope dealer, you know, you walking it through. But 
the mom can't give her nothing but make sure you be this for your man. And it's crazy because I feel like that's how, um, I know in the South, that's how a lot of black families, oh, you, yeah. know, they, you know, they want the woman to be a certain way for the man. But, you know, this man is providing whether it is drug money or not. So, so. Right. And I also think it's interesting because later on when we're going through, he, um, so the, the other, one of the other characters in the book is Midnight, who we all now I know has, they have a sequel to the book and, um, about Midnight, but Midnight is one of Santiago's workers or henchmen or whatever you want to call them. And it's also Winter's like number one crush. Yes. Uh, in my head, this would be Idris Alba, but yo, younger. Because he's dark. That's about mm. all I got. <laughs> or so, young you Wesley know, Snipes. Or like a young Wesley. In my head, it would be, uh, what is his name? Woody Kane, the dude who played Bobby Brown. Oh, Put a little oh, okay. size on him, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, have him put on some muscle. He a handsome little dark-skinned cat, you know? Yeah. That's, that's who I see. Midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, so this is uh, Midnight is one of his workers, and I brought that up because uh, another weird thing I found about, like, this parent-daughter relationship is the mama knows that she's in love with Midnight who doesn't want anything to do with Winter. Like, from the way that he's acting thus far, he's like, this is annoying little cousin that I got told I have to watch. Like, thus far, that feels like it is. If he want to keep his position, you know what I'm saying? He's definitely he can't, he can't be fucking on his shoulders. He yeah. ain't, you know, right. You know, that that's, that's, that's where he's at. He's like, you know, she may be fly, but I can't focus on that. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get this money. That's, that's where right. he's at. But I find it, I thought it was very interesting because she had a conversation with um, her dad. Winter had a conversation with her dad, with Santiago. And it was basically kind of centered around dudes. They was talking about dudes. And then she kind of, fly ass brought up midnight and Santiago basically shot it down real quick and was like I need I want you to end up with I want you to be legit basically end right. up with a doctor end up with an engineer end up what basically all fathers would probably want for their daughters like end up with someone good with a good job and you know how it's important for her to like improve upon herself so she doesn't have to live the life that he's basically set up for them and one thing that we've learned about Winter already, I thought this was very interesting, is that they want they want her to be um, better. However, they don't care if she goes to school or not. They don't give a right. fuck. Right. And like I you like, said, the, the dad is teaching principle and moral, and the mom is like, uh, just teaching vanity. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, and so, and she's doing a pretty balance of it. She's allegedly naturally pretty. You know, and now she, you know, she got all the the hype stuff. So it's interesting. They're 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 all the whole family dynamic. It's very interesting. Right. So, but the mom sees midnight in the father. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's what I think. So that's why the mom is like, no, he wants you. So the mom is trying to push the daughter off on the dude who reminds her of her husband. Right. Which, uh, yeah, low key, look, low key. Uh, if she didn't have daughters in in another life, she would be trying to sleep with old boy. But she got a midnight, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. 
if she if she didn't land Santiago, she would just been her old hoe. Yep. Oh, fine hoe, which is fine. I mean, not old because she's only thirty, thirty-two. But still, right. <laughs> that's all she would have been. Um. Also, I think it's important to mention because the mom wants basically is kind of teaching her daughter how to be a quote unquote bad bitch. Winter also has a sugar daddy. Uh, yep. At fourteen, at the beginning of the book, she thinks she's like fourteen, so she's like a sugar daddy, fourteen, fifty years old, who I'm assuming is like forty. I'm assuming he's older than Santiago. They didn't really get into how old this man is. Well, remember it described his workplace. Like, didn't he work at the grocery store? So he yeah, was, like he, he had was a just a lame ass dude. He wasn't necessarily a sugar daddy, but he was a lame ass dude at fourteen. That, that was paying for snatch, you know? Yes. Which, uh, that is crazy, man. Girl. I, I, I know uh, they said, you know, she she already got her butt and her boobies and her curves and all the other stuff, but 14-year-old still looks like a 14-year-old in the face. So, Not these I, 2021 14-year-olds, girl. Mm. That's because they got 18 pounds of makeup on their face. Very true. doing that in, uh, in Facetune and and Kardashian filters and shit. Wasn't nobody right. doing that. Hell, when I was younger, they, nobody was acting that that much in the face. Shit. Right. These girls now are junior drag queens. Just baby, girl, out, out in these streets showing their pussy for free. So, <laughs> but I live in the um, projects, and then um, in these first like few chapters. I guess Santiago's um, business is, is getting uh, is booming, and so he moves them out of the projects and then into, I guess, a, a suburb, a nicer neighborhood in Long Island. Right. right. Um, which Winter did point out, and I did agree, kind of went against his rules of like you want to be in the neighborhoods where people know you're running it, and now he's leaving the neighborhood, so it's like why. Right. Well, I mean, you know, naturally, you wanna as a, as a I guess drug lord or whatever, you know, you you want to see the fruits of your labor, and you gotta quit eating where you shit at. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I think he was just trying to get his family out of the limelight, but you know, he still had to go to Brooklyn to handle his business. I think he was just trying to take his family out and separate that from his money because having them in the hood where all of the stuff happens, puts them in danger, you know? Yeah. But also, taking them out the hood, people is looking like, oh, so you got it like that, huh? You you big money grip now? You can go get a house in, where they at, Long Island? Long Island? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think probably just put a bigger, a larger target on his back. On, or at least on their back in terms because he's like, oh, he's leaving. Okay, so now this is more stuff that we can take over because he doesn't have eyes here to see it. Um, which I guess is what midnight and everybody else is there for. But yeah, that next chapter, they moved to Long Island. Um, they only have one car, though, which I think, I thought that was interesting how he's like, yeah, I can't just go out and buy all, buy y'all all cars because then people are going to know how much money we got. Meanwhile, he just bought this big ass house in Long Island and then brought in a designer and told them to just go buy whatever you want. Like, clearly people know you still got money for <laughs> Just because you got one well, car, don't make me that shit. That just boils down to control. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how he controls his he relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's like, I want a car. He goes and buy her a big house. So now she's going to shut up for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I want a car. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. just, it's, it's, he moves when he moves. That's how he controls the relationship. And so the mom, like I said, she's just there for a good time. She fuss, like she said, she fusses and he does what she says. But guess I wonder how long she been fussing though. I ain't going to say years, but come on now. Yeah. He has to control the relationship. And control the money because he makes it. If you, you know? control the money, you can control the relationship. Right. But she yeah. has no idea what their bank account looks like. I can guarantee. She's just swiping cards. I can guarantee. No. I can she guarantee. has no idea. She's just paying. She's probably paying for shit in cash. She's just swiping cards, <laughs> paying for shit in cash, and then showing up and expecting everything to be there. I can almost probably guarantee you she didn't graduate high school. I can almost yep. promise you. Like, she, I know she didn't graduate high school. She had winter when she was 14. She yep. probably had a winter and then immediately dropped out. Yep. Cause she in oh. love with this little this little light skin, sexy. <laughs> Ugh. The sexy light skin drug dealer. Yeah. Who I uh, when I know Who gonna give her baby's good hair. Ugh, yes. I hate that. I don't wish black people would stop this good hair bullshit. But <laughs> that's yeah. another topic. Um, but uh, <laughs> so this um, second chapter is not too, too too much but we do figure out that at this point um, everyone it feels like everyone's just dying to get back to Brooklyn like Winter never wanted to leave in the first place which makes sense she's 16 she's 16 17 years old her friends are there it's a hard for, for anyone hood not hood drug dealer, not dealer, whatever, to leave basically at the end of high school to move to another place. Like that's right. That is traumatizing. That would be that would be traumatizing for anyone. So basically Ooh, at this point, Winter's just trying to I was gonna say school. We know she never went. She like she said she went just enough not to get kicked out. But you know, she still yeah. had her crew or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, she still had Natalie and Zakia and Simone and Monique and all them people that she said she was friends with. <laughs> So, yeah, she's basically always trying to figure out how to get home, and her mom's still trying to figure out how to get a car, which Santiago promised was going to be her birthday present. And I think, I think, if I do wonder, if they had never moved from the hood, would they be going through the shit that they're going through now, like, at the level? Because it seems like the moment they left mm-hmm. is when shit hit the fan. Which makes me wonder, why did he leave the hood when he did? Was he leaving because he had the means, or was he leaving because he knew something was about to, like, something was in the air? You know what I mean? Right. Because right. they moved out to Long Island. Um, you know, Santiago says he's not going to get his wife a car, which she specifically wanted a Benz, which dead giveaway girl we already know you're selling drugs you're yeah. trying to keep it low why you want to fucking dance girl take this Audi and sit down somewhere exactly <laughs> shit you gotta take this used lexus and shut the fuck okay. up okay <laughs> but i guess when you spoiled and all you ever get is what you want then all right i guess it is but he so are you low-key trying to blame her for getting a shot no, blame her for the organization demising because she wanted a car. He went out, 
trying to ball for his woman, then got popped. No, I'm not blaming her, but she is a symptom of the problem. Like she is a symptom of the problem, right? He ultimately she 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 in a sense lucked up and just happened to fuck and have a child by the right dude. I'm right. pretty sure if she was having a kid, if she was, you know, had a kid at 14, she was probably fucking around already. So she's she lost up and got someone who also was in love with money. And so therefore, her always wanting shit and him always wanting to be kingpin, have all the money, have all the power, that fueled her fucking being selfish and shit. Right. Right. I mean, if you ever... That fits the MO. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, like, State Property or, uh, what's the other one? Paid in Full? Yes, I've seen Paid okay, in Full. So think full about, like, full. so think about, like, in the 80s. Like, like, Santiago would be, like, ace. You know what I'm saying? So right. when the girl wants something, she's like, I need some money. And then, back in the day, they would just hand us the watch. Yep. Right. So that's how stuff just got handled. Like, this girl ain't got no sense. She just know that her dude got money and she loyal. That's what's keeping her in the game. Right. So The moment she starts to act like she upset about something, just throw some money, she'll shut the fuck up, and then it'll be fine. And that's how they treat it. And, like, I... So, yeah, I was exactly what she did. He said he wasn't going to buy her the car, and then she threw a fucking hissy fit, and then they went to go get the car, and she got shot in the face. Yep. Wow. Fifty cent. Wow. Into the face. Ooh. You know what? The way they talked about it, I often wondered if it like went straight through or how it affected her face. They didn't really. If it was from the front, the side. Side. You know? yeah. In my, they didn't go. They didn't really go over. They just said she got shot in the face. In my brain, because they kept saying her mouth is twisted up. Right. And my brain is. I feel like maybe it went in her jaw area and like maybe maybe even blew off piece of her jaw or something because I just try to figure out how your face would then your mouth will get twisted. Ugh. You know what I mean? But well, and then and then when they went out she would wear her hair all on one side to kind of cover her. Right. But it never really like mentioned her downtime. Like, you know, they said they did surgery on her face and then it was like mama walking around the house <laughs> yeah, they never they never went through that. The only downtime was it seemed like was the three days at midnight was watching them. Um, right. Was right. yeah, was when they was watching. So that's what makes me think it wasn't severe, but it, I mean you got shot in the face. You know what I'm saying? Period. You yeah. know, whether the bullet grazed you, you know, it's gonna have some sort of effect on you. So. But I was just wondering like the context. I was like, damn, did her face get half blown off type? you know, shot in the face or... Yeah, because they also always mention, like, uh, you would see her face and, like, you knew she looked bad, but then everyone would be like, oh, yeah, you look good. You know what I mean? Like, her just like, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you at all. So, yeah, I will say chapter three, this is when I started feeling like, damn, Winter is selfish as fuck. Now she's also 16, so I kind of get it, but um, Rob, this time is when she's like devising a plan on how to get back to Brooklyn after she's been specifically told do not go to Brooklyn. Right. Um, which I feel like once your daddy told you not to go to Brooklyn, knowing who he is, uh, if he's saying don't go to this area, that should have been whoop whoop like all the red flags would be like something's going on. Maybe I shouldn't go home. Like, right, right. 
Well, you know, she's a, a hot in the ass little girl at 16. And her friends is over there. It's like, yeah, I live, like she said, I live in this big old house, but I can't show it to nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I moved on up and out. I didn't just move up. We moved out, you know? Oh. So I don't have no friends out here. We don't have no car. I just got to get to Brooklyn. I just didn't like the fact that at 16, she was craving penis from different boys. Ugh. Yeah. I had a real it's... hard time with that. I just was like, you know, That's... when she told, Ugh. when she pretty much was like, when she when she lied on midnight, when she lied on midnight, it was like, yeah, we fucked and we did all that. Yes, that, and the way she spoke to him when they was at the 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 whole ordeal, you know, when they were getting in the, the hotel, clothes. right? The way she talked to the, yeah. the other guy at the hotel, it's just like the for her to be so young. I mean, I get it. Like I said, that's that little Kim era. So that's when women start really calling the shots in their relationship type, yeah. you know, but 16. She already she she already didn't fuck the 40 year old dude. Uh, yes. She already she gonna sleep with the dude bullet or she has and I'm pretty sure it's somebody else. I'm pretty sure the 40 year old dude wasn't her first dude. So she probably at least on well, her she- third penis. She had already mentioned that she didn't like slobbing people off when they drive, like if you know, for stuff. So it's just kind of like, my God, girl. It's like all them right. girls on Maury who was like, I want to get pregnant and I'm 14 years old. Like it seems like that bullshit. <laughs> it's too much. But yeah, so just to catch everyone else up, like uh, her mama gets shot. They move out to, to Long Island. Um, her mom's birthday. She's trying to figure out how to get back to Brooklyn. Um, she did at one point and she got in trouble. She got caught real quick and midnight had to bring her ass back. But um yeah. then her mom gets shot in the face. And when this happens, midnight picks her up and is like, Hey, something happened. I'm supposed to be watching you for these days. And in that hotel room, remember she dropped her towel in front of midnight and was like just butt naked in yeah. front of him? And yeah. it's like Girl And he was like he was like, What? You know what I'm saying? He about his money. I know he wanted to probably, you know, but he about his money and he not trying to mess up nothing. But her whole thing was, you know, I'll I'll sleep with you right now. You know, right. You just hoeing yourself out like, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't even you don't even care. That that's all she know how to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's all how, she know how you know, to do. She, that's all she knows how to do. And it's a learned behavior from her mother apparently if you think about it. It absolutely is because she. How many times have they sat there and basically said, because um, it started off, they they definitely mentioned how um, when she was born, he got her all these diamonds and all this like stuff. Which I've heard a lot of fathers do that. Um, you want to you know set up so that your your daughter knows what you should be getting as opposed to what you know what right. men might be doing. But right. I think that and that might have backfired for her because you again you got her mama sitting there being like oh you if you want these kind of things you have to be a bad bitch and you have to you know spread your legs this way and do this and Mm -hmm. she's teaching your daughter how to be a bottom bitch and like right that's not it that's just not it i mean unfortunately that was that culture unfortunately three sisters she has three younger sisters 
who are watching, who are, <laughs> you know. What's so crazy, though, I feel like, because they said uh, um, Winter was in the project, I think, till she was maybe 12 or 13. And so the, the, the baby kids, they don't know nothing about that. So no. I don't think that they're going to be taught that way. You see what I'm saying? Winter right. is taught that way because that's the environment that she was being brought up in at the time. So now they've moved her to the new place and now they want her to start to behave another way. You know what I'm saying? Right. You've already groomed her thus far. But those smaller kids are small enough that they don't remember living in the project. All they gonna know is that, you know, this, this is where we've been, you know? Right. Now the, the, the middle one, I think it's Torsha. So her oh, younger yeah, sibling are uh, there's twins, Mercedes and Lexus, and then <laughs> this is such a hood. Um, Mercedes and Lexus, and then um, another sister I think is like eight or nine, and her name is Portia. You get it? Well, um, <laughs> well, wait, wait, pause. That also made me think: was Winter really his baby? Because everybody else got a oh. name. But not her. I understand she came into the world. It was a cold yeah. winter. I get the story, and that's what you do. You make up stories when your baby daddy could be questioning anybody, right? You know what I'm saying. But then the rest that are really his come into the world, and they all names start with a J. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because his yeah. name start with a J. What about this one? That's a good question. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well. Now I'm thinking, is it? That's a good point. Because one of the questions I was wondering is like, okay, the name of the book is Coldest Winter Ever. And I'm trying to figure out, reading it, of course, when I started not knowing anything about the book, I was just kind of like, oh, that's cute. Her name is Winter, and it's the winter, and it takes place in the winter, and it's winter. Um, that's the name. That's just the clever name for the book. But I clearly started to see that there's something deeper with the title of the book. Because in the next chapter, like I said, this one, she figures out her mama gets shot. Midnight don't want nothing to do with her. And now the feds show up. And this is the craziest thing to me. The feds show up, and it seems like in a matter of two days, the feds show up. And this is like right after her birthday or the day of her birthday that she was able to sneak away and go to Brooklyn and come back. Uh, the feds show up, take her daddy. Um, mm -hmm. It seems like all of his henchmen end up getting swept up. Uh, and then her mama ends up going to jail because she's stubborn as fuck and uh, didn't want to answer a question and then right. <laughs> and then uh, while she's gone trying to figure out what to do they come and take the kids so by the end of chapter 6 Winter is truly by herself all by herself uh, don't wanna be all by all by herself and um, all this is just happening so fast just imagine remember I mean, they had like less than a thousand dollars between the two of them you know what i'm yeah. saying they have seized all their stuff she couldn't get no clothes not a she bottle. couldn't go back inside the house nothing nothing now mind you this is, you know, this this old folks will be like, man, that's how God works. Cause you lied and said you was going to a party. <laughs> you was out there doing grown woman Jezebel things in that hotel room. Now you gotta deal with. Ooh, I ain't saying that. that's what happened, but 
There is always a because and effect. And sometimes things happen by way of other. So, and she, how all of us off with a dude named Bullet? <laughs> Baby. How all that, it happened so fast. So it's her birthday. She's been coming with this scheme to, to get her mama's bins and then drive out, um, not to Brooklyn. She knew she knew not to go back to Brooklyn, but she did go back to New York, um, to Manhattan, to be specific. So she gets the car. She did what a lot of girls uh, do. She pulls over at the gas station, puts on a hook of clothes. Yep. She's already been Red told, be back to Grand leather, grand leather, yellow leather. So she she gets in the car. She does that. She goes all the way up to uh to to Manhattan. Has the sex party basically for her birthday with her best friend and then some dude that she with and this nigga named Bullet, which they rent a hotel room. Which I didn't even know you could do that. Wait, don't forget Bullet, who low-key admitted that he lived with his grandma. Yes. <laughs> I, I died yes. after. And he just had a baby. You out here siding with the wrong. You think, so when I was reading this, because she was like, it was something I underlined in the book, but she was, I said she, I was like, your transaction is backwards, sis. Like, she said, Bullet <laughs> She said, Bully confirmed that he still lived with his grandmother and he didn't have no ride home. I told him, don't yes. worry about it. I'd come pick him up sometime in the benzo. Like, if guess what, sis? If you knew beforehand that he did, he lived with his grandma and he ain't had no car, I'm pretty sure your cat wouldn't have got wet for him to get you wet in the first place. Yep. You listening that your bogus ass friend tell you that he got his shit together, got he? And so, you know, low-key the homegirl was hating because she said that on the cool because you ain't been telling me everything. I ain't telling you everything. So. Yep. Yup. This, this book, this book she is really good. Honestly, that whole time she took the car in my brain, I was like, this bitch gonna get a scratch on the car and then everybody Stop gonna know. It. I was just like, you just not gonna calmly have a Benz and then park in the parking lot and then walk off. Like, no. Right. I was just like, right. something's gonna someone's gonna leave something in the car someone's gonna do something but she How somehow managed oh wait I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you out I, I was gonna say remind you she got home an hour and a half past her curfew so she was in trouble regardless like you right. just she was in trouble regardless right you were because what she told what she told uh what she told her daddy and what she told her mama is that she met some girl named Vanessa at the mall and they mm-hmm. were gonna go to a college party in uh in Long Island and they do know that she was lying because once the feds showed up her mom started calling um she called midnight to go get her mm-hmm. and uh, midnight drove all the way out to Long Island and she wasn't there there was no party so i think in a way she kind of lucked up because if there was if if Santiago had figured out how to get home that night he, that would have been the end of winter. Like it would have been spring at this point because he told your ass to be back by three. And so she was already well, lying. Okay. So I was thinking about that because I feel like the mom knows, but she recovered for winter because remember winter asked her oh, what yeah. happened. She was like, it happened right after you left. 
So, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, because she was like, I'm surprised you didn't see him. No, he don't know. He already went to jail. So, the mama, that's not important to the mama right now. The fact that she came home at four o'clock in the morning, she's leaving that out. This big shit didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? So, she got lucky on that aspect because, you know, her mama know how she get down. And boom, you know, encourages it. Her mama encourages it. Absolutely. She definitely uh, encourages it. Pete? That was a good place for a commercial break, Rachel. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, um, Winter comes back an hour and a half late, and the mama is still there, um, and everybody has been taken to jail. Everybody is swept up. Everybody. Um, everybody. Which I I wonder, like, when exactly did they pick up Midnight? Because if Midnight was going all the way back to... It feels like Midnight would have went back to the house, maybe? I don't know. The mom being, didn't say anything about him being there. You know, he probably was... Oh, remember they said they picked him up at a bar. He was outside of some Moe's bar or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but after know. after he went to go find Winter, this was like the next day that they picked yeah. up Midnight. Yeah. Because they started wrangling people. It's crazy. I, I hate how, like, everybody's calling and saying all this stuff, and they have no answers. They're like, I can't. They've been, they just avoiding people, you know? But everybody yeah. knows that they're all in jail because they're all in jail together and shit. Exactly. So the families don't know all- nothing, but they know everything. Yeah, no one's, no one's saying shit. Uh, no one's sharing the information that they have, clearly. But they come, so first they come, they take um, Santiago. The mm-hmm. next day, they take all the other guys off the street because their family, like all their aunts and stuff are calling and being like, hey, they took so-and-so. What's going on? That same day, uh, they try to go to the courthouse or, or whatever, and they're like, you can't see them. While they're yeah, gone. The car got repossessed. Yeah, <laughs> they, they tried to leave, and they, as they're pulling out the driveway, um, here come the yep. feds, and they're like, nope, this belongs to us now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> And the mama always, how you gonna take my other car? She was hot. You knew they was they kept telling you everything, but with this when they told her when you can show like a check stub that when to prove that you bought this car. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's cold blooded. And then also from the the original raid, they because uh one of Winter's first thoughts was like, okay, we gotta get some money to make sure we can live or whatever. Um, they had a safe in their house, and from that safe, they took out over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yep. Uh, in raw money, which why was that in your house? I don't. You know, I I feel like that you shouldn't even been in your house. True. You know they always have some drug money stashed somewhere, and they always feel like their stash is never going to be found, but they find it. They They took that, and then I think they ultimately almost took a million dollars, right? Because didn't somebody else have like a hundred, seven hundred fifty thousand or something crazy like that? They took all that fucking money. So eventually, like we said, they only had fifteen hundred dollars between Winter and the mama. Yeah. For you know to get whatever, then they take the car, and then they take uh, the house. The house. Yeah. They they yep. showed up to ask the mama some questions and the mama was basically like, fuck you, I ain't got to say shit unless you have a warrant. 
they showed with the warrant. She was like, I'm still not saying something. So they were like, okay, cool. Um, you can just come to jail and then we'll ask you there. And so she right. gets in the car, leaving all of her kids, which, did she ever even talk to her kids? Like, damn. No. She just left the them. Kids, well, well, at first the kids thought she was on vacation, so now they're home. But they saw her go to jail, remember? Yeah. They said the kids were looking in the thing, so they don't know. So that's why they've been trying to keep the kids preoccupied so that they're not thinking about what's what's going on but yeah. they definitely know now especially the one that's like eight or nine um the twins they're not gonna remember shit but like right. the eight or nine year old for sure um and the fact the only reason why they didn't sweep up winter is because she she left she went to the prison to see ask her dad what to do yeah and by the time she got back they had the house wrapped up and they said well if you can prove that you bought these clothes legitimately yep. you can have your yep. clothes you can't have jack which I was like, that's fucked up. Y'all know she ain't got no job. She's a kid. Like, come on. Nope. Yeah, but she better get her kid ass on before Child Protective Services come get her little ass. Right. So she needs now, to run. Right. And she don't know where to go because everybody, you know, family's all hemmed up. I wonder where she's going to end up. Well, she ended up with uh, the sugar daddy. The man that's that owns right. the bodega right. or whatever. She him off at work. At Burger World or wherever he worked. At. <laughs> she called his car. I've never heard of a car called a Le Car. I was Le like, car. Right. I never heard of that before either. I was like, what is it? It has car? to be a hoopty. It has to be a hoopty. But yeah, she ended up, I don't know, I don't know if she's staying the night with him. Because she did, after that happened, he, had, he came and scooped her up. And then she was like, I guess I'm going to have to sleep with them because whatever. And then uh, she took the car. She went to the lawyer and the lawyer was like, okay, cool. Um, basically, you're not staying with me, but you got to figure out a way to come rendezvous so we yeah. can tell you what's going on and um, how to get your mom out. But at this point, I figured she's going to go stay with like, she can't she just go stay with like her aunt? That's what I'm saying. Her aunt and them, they too was in the game. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. She could, I guess. But she did mention, or when she went to go visit visit her father, uh, Santiago did mention, because she said, oh, well, Midnight got scooped up too. And he said, well, he's not going to be here for long. There's nothing on him. I made sure of that. So I'm assuming she's going to end up at Midnight's if uh, Midnight is out. Because Midnight is only, what, 21 years old? Yeah. He's 21, probably 22. 22, yeah. And she's 17 at this point. Yeah. So that's only five years difference. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't Next like it, but I'm 40. just saying. Oh, ooh, Jesus. I'm not saying I like it, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. Been and there I'm, assuming, I'm assuming. But I will say, I'm enjoying the shit out of this book. I yeah. really am. Um, yeah, I totally feel that. It's like I said, being that I've read it before, it's just it's just very refreshing to be like, oh yeah, this is what happened. I remember, you know, so, as uh, I read along. So I got some questions for you before we get out of these first six chapters, and then next week we'll get into the next ones. But like, okay, I did notice in this book, um, Sister Soldier actually is in the book. She is a character. In the book, she's a um, a radio DJ 
who Winter strongly dislikes. Right. Um, you know what? But, um, Sister Soldier, in case people don't know, during that time, she was a, a like a rapper slash activist. You know, a lot of East Coast uh-huh. female rappers. She was like Queen Latifah, you know, with the UNITY, but she was very conscious. So mm-hmm. a lot of girls didn't gravitate to that. They gravitated to the to the more you know flashier type things. So which we her, always she, hear when she's in the car, and she's always she she is always saying something like activist ask right. you know come to this rally come to this rally and she, winter hates it midnight loves it midnight right. clearly is like i i fuck with her right because she has depth like he did with winter he was like what do you like and she, all she know is vanity so uh-huh. she couldn't say i like cheese whiz i like you know what i'm saying she was like, so he like said read a book. book i like to get so, you know what i'm saying like what do you yeah. like little girl she don't know exactly and he had that thing full of books, which I thought it was interesting because some of the books that he had was like The Art of War and like yes. a lot of books people say you read when you're trying to like, you know, get more like a business mindset or something like yep. that. They're always like, read these type books. And she was just like, I don't want to read any of this shit. Um, but she showed it go through his wallet. Um, right? She showed it she go through that. Yes. yes. Which I think did. he knows. I think he knows she did. I'm telling you, at that time, that was the culture, girl. That was the culture. You used to check their beeper. <laughs> you know I've never, like, oh I've never seen a beeper before. <laughs> you know what? This is, you know what? This is clearly. Well, I want to ask you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, how are you feeling about this? Like, you know, in terms of the the hood quasi love story between the mom dad the the daughter and the the worker you know how are you feeling being that this is not your your per se culture you know right yeah I didn't grow up like this I um or near it really this is that's the thing though I don't think winter truly has parents I think she has um a daddy who's basically just teaching her the the drug game but poorly clearly um and she has an older sister which is her mama and she even describes she's like my mom's really more like my sister she has an older fast ass sister who's teaching her how to get pussy i feel like in terms of her relationship with her sisters there isn't one i think she knows they're her younger sisters and so like you know i'll watch them because i'm supposed to and i'll get an extra bag out of it but like And I think all, I don't think, I don't think any of her friends really give two shits about her at all. Um, no, they probably low-key envious of her. You oh, know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Because her dad is the head honcho. You know, she's the, she's the princess of the projects, if you will. You know? Right. And I'm yeah. assuming probably some of her friends' parents work for her dad, so. Absolutely. They, maybe, they probably look at her like, we have to be friends with her in order to keep my family up to where it needs to be so i i don't i think winter truly even before um the the whole rico case or whatever and they came and got everybody i think winter been alone i think she understands that because you know like i think she understands she's all she's got she knows she has these super superficial friends you know that mm-hmm. are, that if she wasn't who she was, would they really be her friends? You know, she right. has these this like you said this teen mom. Her mom is only fourteen years older than her. 
that's teaching her, uh, you know, this particular, what, whole tactic, if you will, her dad, mm -hmm. like she, she has glorified nothing. Yes. She has a lot of glorified nothing. And, and that, that's very, nothing is alone. That's, that's, that's nothing. So, you know, while she has the finest clothes, she got good hair, she got red carpet in her apartment. She still, at the end of the day, is a project chick. Right. That's being raised by, and like the dad, I think he was significantly older than the mom because the mom was 14. I think the dad might've been in his late teens, early twenties himself. You think so? I figured he was at least maybe 18. Well, yeah, late teens. That's what I'm saying. She's 14. So, you know. And the daddy is, I think it's interesting that the dad has become this drug kingpin person because personally, it feels like he doesn't know how to run business at all. It seems like you should have known a long time ago that maybe you need to start diversifying all this money that you got laying around into something for real. This is the 80s, 90s diversified. New York, they don't know shit about that. These hood niggas, they, 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 they live for the moment, you know? Just think about uh, all the, the shit you would see. As small as New York is, and all these rappers would come from, you know, saying they got all this stuff. Where are you keeping it? You live in a project. You got to rent yeah. a storage to keep your Mercedes in that you can only drive on certain, you know what I'm saying? Like Certain days, certain blocks, certain times. Yeah. Right. This hood hood style lifestyle is crazy it's and, absolutely and, crazy yeah so like me reading it I'm, I'm just sitting here going like why didn't you open a business why didn't you do this like you could have because even even the whole oh yeah they took all the money out the safe nigga why you got that much money in your house like that's just bananas yep. to me so like reading this i'm just kind of like okay let me just suspend my ideology because I their version of black was not mine, and so I'm sitting here going like, <laughs> "This is crazy to me. This is bananas." And you know what? I'm rereading this, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so familiar." Do you think, uh, or do you think there was a specific reason why Sister Soldier made herself a character in the book? I mean, it only makes sense. I mean, she's writing about this and insert her character in real life. You know, she's literally in that area. Yeah. Right. Because I, I think at this time, I don't, I think this may have been her first book or her first I book like this. believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, constantly as that's, that's an excellent tactic as a writer because nobody knew who she was, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you didn't know who she was, you just knew her as being that activist. So she just kind of reminded you like, I'm, yeah, I wrote this book, but remember me, I'm this, this, you know, this person with the voice and I don't mind speaking, you know? Right. So I almost wonder if she's like even supposed to be like the um almost like a subconscious voice of clarity like within the book because she's like, hey, let's be activists and like fight against the things that are you are that's making you money right now. Because as soon as she says something of like, let's uplift, let's do this, winter immediately chimes in and is like this is what we do in the hood. This is just what it is. This is just what it is. Blah, blah, blah. Like winter immediately counteracts the positivity that. Right. Uh, Sister soldier brings in like immediately. Right. Absolutely. Because she doesn't know anything about that. She doesn't know about, about that, that conscious struggle 
because she grew up, you know, she's in the project, but like she said, she didn't want for shit. So yeah. Um, I think with Sister Soldier, I mean, this was, you know, 80s, night late 80s, 90s time era. So this is when black folks was really, you know, trying to come into their own. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and the, the rap industry and all this was all starting to come together and formulate. Nobody knew what this was going to be. And nobody definitely projected that uh, the dope game was going to be the way for, for life. But that's what the, the East Coast was. If you see movies and stuff like that, everybody who sold dope in hood movies was generally on the East. They was in New York. That's what New York boys did, so... I will say I feel like this is interesting that this movie this book hasn't had like a legit movie a legit what? a legit movie like it's where so- is the coldest winter ever the, like I mean and I don't mean like straight to Amazon hoodness shot off an iPhone movie I mean like where is the big because this book um, was on the New York sellers uh, best you know best list it's literally noted as one of the best books in American history like what the fuck where's this movie is it because it's black folks like where is it I think Sister Soldier didn't want to spoil the dynamic of the book like you know how precious if you read the book you know it was very graphic and then they made a movie and it was just like ugh, why would you want to make a movie of this now mm-hmm. back in the day so many people like we we did this we typecasted everybody you know always was like jada pinkett you know this is when she was younger jada pinkett should be winter you know and you know everybody had their own take on who it should be and she never had it come to fruition part two was supposed to come out next month i believe or the month after to this book this yeah. was 20 years ago so i just didn't think she she didn't want to really commercialize it because if it would took it to the movie that's fair. It probably would have you know, messed up the whole legacy of the story that she's telling in the book. You yeah. Know? Not everything needs to be a visual. You know, sometimes your own mental visual and the, the dynamic of the way the words are put together creates uh, a certain type of visual that, you know, keeps people guessing. Right. That's fair. That's a fair review. I still think it should have been a movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Santiago, you remember the 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 dude who played uh Julian in School Days, the light skinned dude from uh the Big Brother Almighty. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. he would have been Santiago. Um, oh, ooh, yeah, yep. yeah. Dark skinned woman would have been Shireen <laughs> from House Party. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we used to think about, like, have conversations with past would be. Hey. My, this is in the mid-90s, 96. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, when, when this, uh, well, when did this book come out? I know, well, it, I read it in my 20s, but, yeah. So that was, like, early 2000s when this, I guess, came out. I'm trying to look on here and see, but. Let's see. The Coast went to Eva. Published in 1999. See, for the 99 yeah. to 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Right. So I was a, not in 99. I, like I said, I was like 20. You know? So in reading this book, coming from dating a nigga like midnight at the time, oh, this book was life. I read this at work in one day
I was working at a call center, bitch. I used to put people on hold, be like, let me research it. I'm reading the whole chapter. And you was reading it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Damn. Yeah. Well, next week we will get into the next, was it seven through thirteen or something? The next yeah. few chapters, whatever. Um, to get into that. I'm very anxious at this point, like we said, uh, winter is all alone. Yes. Period. She is all by herself. So I'm interested, man. This is such a turnaround from this hoe got roaches in her crib. This, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you, sister soldier. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm very into this. Um, next week we will have Devin. So I'll yay. be excited to hear a male point of view as to what he thinks about Winter and her mother and the relationships that they have. Yes, I'm very excited for the male points of view as well. So. We'll get into it then. Until next week, you guys, please make sure you go to the hoodnovelbookclub.com. Yes, right. I said it. Dot com. We have a website now. My dumbass finally figured out how technology works and I made a website. So Congratulations. Go there. Thank you. You know I'm computer illiterate. So I figured it out. Go to uh, hoodnovelbookclub.com. Please live, leave us a review if you can. Oh, I'm about to do that. I'm about to do just what you're doing right now. Um, if you leave us a review, if you can, please share this with your friends. Put another bookclub.com. If you want to advertise, hit me up. Either way, see you guys next week. Peace. This is an area code podcast. <laughs>